Good to see everybody together today for uh, Bethesda, both campuses here in one house together. Won't you just lean over to your neighbor and say, I am a Bethesdaite. Uh-huh. Yeah, some of you are from the Vanceburg campus and some of you are from the Kentucky Hot campus and we're glad to uh, get all of us here together in under one roof for our celebration today for our one year uh, birthday, anniversary, whatever you want to call it for the Kentucky Hot campus and we're so grateful for all God has done this past year in uh, reaching our community and helping us to uh, strive for excellence in everything we do. And we're grateful for everything you do as the body of believers as Bethesda to make everything possible throughout the year. Uh, back in uh, last of March, we had the Easter uh, celebration and uh, for Bethesda, but that usually we do a, a uh, Easter egg hunt for the community and bring everybody together to uh, uh, hunt Easter eggs as a community. But uh, last year we done it and sent the eggs to the school uh, back in 2015. And then in 2016, we decided to carry on that tradition and to pass those out to the school. So uh, I want to pass some of these out because some of the teachers took their kids in their classrooms and had them to fill out a little paper just thanking Bethesda for giving to the Easter egg hunt. So uh, thank you for giving to buy the eggs and buy, and people kept bringing in the candy and all that stuff. And, and then winded up Leslie and uh, some of them had to drive up to, uh, um, what's the name of the joint up there? Uh, Sam's Club and, and pick up more candy to fill the eggs because we had uh, over 13,000 eggs. Is that not awesome? 13,000 eggs from a group of this size. That is amazing. Uh, it's just uh, absolutely cool because as you look around, you'll see uh, huge churches that aren't uh, capable of putting that on. And it's because of your faithfulness and giving and your faithfulness to come every year and sit there during that boring process, that long, drawn-out, boring process of putting eggs together and stuffing them with candy. But uh, can I get a couple of our youth? Uh, to go around and, and I want one per family. If you could take some of these paper, could you pass some of those out for me? I wasn't giving you that many. Sorry. So you guys go help. Help pass those out. So one per family. Raise your hand, and I want everybody to get this because I want you to keep this paper and uh, keep it as a memorial that you remember what God did through those uh, Easter eggs this year and helping reach our community. So one per family, hopefully we'll have enough to go around. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to read it. Maybe you'll have to do chicken scratches. Uh, is there any more? Did it get passed out that fast? Yeah, there we go. So they're sitting out and they're trying to hide them all. They're going to steal them or something. That's, that's awful. Absolutely awful. That's all? Okay, so the lucky one's got a paper. So if you got a paper, just look at your name and say, Oh, I got one, I got one, nah, 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 nah. You know, that's, that's good. So, no, it's awesome that the kids fill those paper out. So uh, that's just for your pleasure. Put it in your pocket, keep it on your refrigerator, and remember uh, what you was able to do this year as Bethesda. The vision meeting, uh, like uh, Dusty said, will be in May, and it will be a great time, I assure you, to be had uh, by everybody because... Whenever we look to God to help us with our future, amen? amen? Whenever we look to God to help us with our future, we'll do a lot better job of being on task and on track for what God has called us to do. Rather than coming up with our own plan and our own things, that if we look to God and allow Him 
to do those things through us, we will accomplish so much more. And collectively, as we join together for this vision meeting, it's not just for members, church members, or those covenant partners that we call them. This is for everybody in the congregation. So you're all invited. If you just come once a year, that's still fine. Just come and come to that vision meeting because it will you will leave encouraged to help Bethesda accomplish the goals God gives us. So as we're in this Corinthians message series, and we're striking about halfway through now, and it's just amazing what God is showing us through this uh, series about being uh, unified as a body of believers. Amen. That we're unified as a church. And I thank God that he, he allowed this series to fall into place where that during this time it's on the anniversary birthday of, of Kentucky Campus. Yes. Because now we're all here and this is a true picture of the unity of our church. Even though we meet on different, uh, in different facilities each week that we're still one. We're one Bethesda, and we meet together maybe at different times. Uh, some of us meet at 11 in the morning, some at 4 in the afternoon, but we are a unified body of believers, and God helps us in great ways. So this week, we're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 8. We'll read our text. I want to preach real fast today so that we can get downstairs and eat because that's the most important part, right? We've got to go eat. Everybody's wanting to go eat. So we'll get through this really quick and we'll, we'll make do with what uh, God teaches today. How many wants to learn something though, right? Yeah. I, I really do want to learn something. I want yeah. God's word to be applied. So let's, let's look at this. First Corinthians. Let's stand. Everybody stand. Man, we don't do, do this often. Won't you just hug, hug four people before we read our text here today? I want, I want a big hug fest here. So just out, hug four people. Even if you don't like hugs, hug them anyway. Just act like you like people. Everybody, everybody gets a hug. Don't leave anybody out. If you see somebody standing there, give them a big hug. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good, 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 good. That's awesome. I love hugs. Hugs will make you have a better day. So if you're having a bad oh, yeah, yeah, oh. This, yeah, yeah, I need these. Yeah, oh, this is, yeah, oh. See, I even got hugs. Don't get any better than that. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Now regarding your question about food that's been offered to idols. So apparently you guys have been questioning me about food offered to idols. And Paul's writing back to the Christian church and he's going to give them some answers here. Yes, we know that all have knowledge about this issue. Look at your neighbor and say, everybody's got an opinion. <laughs> Ain't that true today in every topic? If you any issue you bring up, everybody's got an opinion and they want to throw in their two cents worth. That's what Paul's telling them here. But while knowledge makes us feel important, your opinion makes you feel important, it is love that strengthens the church. That should be an amen moment right there. We just come out of the amen series. It is love that strengthens the church, not knowledge strengthens the church. Love strengthens the church. And Paul is telling her, anyone who claims to know all the answers doesn't really know very much. Look at your neighbor and say, you know it all? <laughs> you, kind of, you kind of got those characteristics about you. You know what I'm saying? Everything I ask you, you know, you always got, you always tell me what you know. Yeah, that's, that's a sign of a know-it-all. We all need to be people that say sometimes when people ask us questions and just look them in the eye and don't try to come up with an answer and just say, I don't know. That's a hard characteristic to have as a pastor because the Bible tells us that we should always have an answer for everybody. Amen? And sometimes when people ask me questions, it makes me feel dumb because i got to look at you and just say, I don't know. 
try to utter it as a pastor sometimes. People look at you like, but you're supposed to have the answers. I don't have any more answers. God's the one with the answers. But the person who loves God is the one whom God recognizes. So we need to love God. So that any meat has to be offered to idol. Well, we all know that an idol is not really a God. And that there's only one God. There may be so-called gods, both in heaven and earth. And some people actually worship many gods and many lords. But we know that there is only one God. The Father who created everything. And we live for Him. And there is only one Lord, Jesus Christ. Through whom uh, God made everything. And through whom we have been given life. However, not all believers know this. Some are accustomed to thinking of idols as being real. So when they eat food that has been offered to idols, they think of it as worshiping real gods. And their weak consciences are violated. It's true that we can't win God's approval by what we eat. We don't lose anything if we don't eat it. And we don't gain anything if we do. But you must be careful so that your freedom doesn't cause others with a weaker conscience to stumble. For if God sees you with your superior knowledge eating in the temple of an idol, won't they be encouraged to violate their conscience by eating food that's been offered to an idol? So because of your superior knowledge, a weak believer for whom Jesus Christ died will be destroyed. And when you sin against other believers by encouraging them to do something they believe is wrong, you're sinning against Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you that we are gathered here. Lord, we thank you for the food that we're going to eat in a little bit. Lord, we bless that right now to nourish our body when we get done with this sermon. God, I just pray today that you would open our hearts to hear what your word says to us. Open our mind. Lord, because we are all know-it-alls in this place. And Lord, we think that our opinion is right. But Lord, sometimes our opinion differs from your word. So God, I pray today that your word would challenge us. And Lord, that you would cause us to see that your word is the answer to humanity's problems. Help us to be unified as the body of believers here at Bethesda. Lord, in everything we do, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, everybody says, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I love it when Paul writes to the church at Corinth here. He's, he's been giving us lots of answers of different things going on. And we saw since week one that that he's really uh, pouring into the church um, some answers of some questions that they have. And there's time from time to time that there's questions comes up in the body where that it causes a division. Where that people get divisive over, well, I'm going to take this side of the street and you take that side of the street. Or maybe I'm going to sit on the left-hand side of the church or I'm going to sit on the right-hand side of the church. And, and we become different in our philosophies and maybe the way we approach God and, and we t have differences about the way we worship. And, and the church gets divided because people uh, divide themselves. Yes. Amen? It isn't because God is divided. We, we surely know that from week one that, that uh, Paul was talking about people because some people was bragging about who baptized them. And I thank God that there's times that, that uh, at Bethesda that it's not just uh, me, the senior pastor or lead pastor that baptizes people, but uh, anybody in this congregation, if there's somebody that becomes a new believer and maybe uh, they ask you, can, can you baptize them? I'll give you approval. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you've been baptized in water yourself, the Bible clearly gives description through Paul's message that you are capable and able to baptize others. Amen? Amen? Amen. 
It's not just that, and some people have got divisive in the church. Well, Paul baptized me, or Paulus baptized me, and, and Paul was writing the Bible and telling them, don't get divisive in the church. And even in, in divisions, and we, we saw, you know, even like last week, we talked about uh, uh, going to court and people uh, going in and, and suing each other. The body of Christ, the body of believers, actually going to a courthouse and suing each other over church-related issues. And Paul tells us that's wrong. Amen? There should be a, a unification in the church, not a division. And, and Paul said it's, it's, it's better for brethren to dwell together in unity and, and we are to live together in, in harmony as believers. But this Corinthian is telling us here, and Paul is writing to them in Corinthians 8, it's just amazing, that he's telling them that, uh, that they've got a difference in opinion about what they eat. I guarantee you here today that there's a difference in the customs and the practices of families in this room. That some people pray before they eat, some people don't. Sure. Right. Amen? There's differences. And some people like spicy food, and some people like bland food. Mm -hmm. Amen? I'm, the, I'm on the bland side of things. I go out to eat at a restaurant, and I order my steak, and I say, hey, I want a steak. And I tell them, don't put no seasoning on it. I don't, I don't want any of that. If you have to put seasoning on it, that means you're selling me a bad steak. Amen? That's the way I look at it. If I, if I want a junk steak, I'll just eat one at the house. But if I come and give $14, $18 for a steak, I want a steak that's good, right? I don't want a bunch of seasoning covering up the taste of the steak. I want a good man steak, right? What Landon always says when we go eat, I want a man steak. He says it with a deep voice when he says it. But there's differences in, in taste buds. And I assure you there's people in here, and it's weird because Leslie, you know, it's she's kind of weird, I'm just saying. Um, you know, most of the time, if, 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 when you get married, guys, I just want to tell the young guys in the room, when you get married, William, someday, uh, just, girls are weird, man. I'm just telling you. You know, Debo's are weird. They're weird. He figured it out already. <laughs> quick learner. That boy right there's a quick learner. But I figured out, you know, she she don't want to go to Red Lobster or to, well, she likes Red Lobster, but the best date you can take Leslie on, Taco Bell. Yes. How weird is that? I mean, I took her to Red Lobster. I took her to Ponderosa. I took her to every kind of restaurant under the sun. But whenever I, I get up at like 11 at night, Mikey, and say, hey, let's go up to Taco Bell. She just starts glowing. It just like her face completely changes. And she's like, that's awesome. Let's go eat Taco Bell. Everything there tastes the same. Amen. Everything at Taco Bell tastes the same. I don't care if you get a Kalupa or a Jalupa or whatever they're called. Everything there's the same. They dip a little beans in it. They put a little bit of meat in it, and that's it, Ernie. That's, you get some tomatoes. Oh, you want some cheese. Oh, that'll make it a lot different. You know, they just put a couple of extra things on it. It's all the same. But our taste buds apparently like Taco Bell. I really don't like it. I call it Racho Bell. I don't really care for it, but, but we go because she likes it. I really don't, I'm not a, I'm not a taco, I don't wake up in the middle of the night at 11 o'clock and think, man, I can't wait till I get to Taco Bell and eat a burrito or something. It's just, they don't tickle my fancy. But I do it because that's what she wants to do. She's sitting here thinking, it's been a while, ain't you? That's probably what you're thinking right now. Okay, tonight we'll get up 10 o'clock. We'll, we'll head out and go. After we eat like 40 hot dogs apiece here in a minute and all that and all this food, we'll be here today, we'll get up and go to Taco Bell. But I do that because she likes it. 
And see, this is the way it works in the body of Christ. It's because we're a church and we're believers and we believe in the same one true God, is what Paul's trying to declare here, is even though we believe in this one true living God, the one that created everything, the heavens and the earth, by through Jesus Christ, he's telling us that even though your taste buds are different, you're still the same. Amen? It doesn't matter what color our skin is. It doesn't matter what our philosophy about life is or what, what we want to eat. It's about us worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. That we just let God be God and we be human and say that it's going to be okay because somebody don't believe exactly 100% exactly like I do. You see, the church is too caught up in finding out what you believe different than each other rather than they are about saying, I believe the same things you do. And, and as a church, we need to get back to saying that we believe in the same things. I love the song that Leslie sang, the last song here. I believe in God the Father. I believe in God the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. Yes. Amen. I believe in the resurrection. I believe all these things in the virgin birth and all the things that the song lists. We believe so many things as, as a church, as a unified body of believers across the face of the earth. And if we would all come together under the same banner of God is our Father, all churches, amen? There are 73 churches in Lewis County. If all 73 of those churches would come together in harmony and say we believe in those same tenets of faith because all the churches in Lewis County do believe the things listed on that song. You can go to a Catholic church downtown of Father Glockner and you could sing that song that we just sang off that screen a minute ago and they would believe the same things that's in that song. You can go out to Hilltop Tabernacle where I grew up, out in the in the far sides of the hills, over there in in the uh, uh, Red Bush Brush, and out through that way, through Kenny Connick. If you go out there, and you will get there, and you could sing that song, and they would believe the same things. Mm -hmm. You can go downtown in Garrison, the big thriving metropolis town of Garrison, and go to West Cooper's Church and sing that song. They believe the same thing. You can go out Toesboro to the Christian church and you can sing that song and they believe the same thing. Can't you see that if a unified church would get together and say, we love God and we love people and we're not going to be divided, we're going to be united and we're going to love our community no matter what. It would change the world that we live in. We've been divided too long. It's time for unity in the body. And I believe Paul's telling the church here, get over your taste buds. Amen. Won't you tell your neighbor that and say, get over your taste buds. It <laughs> really don't bother me that you like baked beans. I don't care a whole lot for them. Everybody this week, it seemed like everybody posted on Bethesda's webpage. I'm coming, I'm bringing baked beans. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Probably 15 pounds of baked beans down there, I guess. I don't know. Really don't like pasta salad. I don't know who brought pasta salad. I love you, but I don't like pasta salad. You know what I like? I like hot dogs. Woo! Everybody's giving me a good amen for a hot dog. That's awesome. We want some hot dogs. Okay? So there's differences in our taste, but it's okay. It's okay that you go through line. And I'm not going to look down on you like you're no good for nothing because you're getting big scoops of baked beans out on your plate. Have at it. Eat all of them. I don't want any. Amen. Amen. You can have all the baked beans you want. Pasta salad. Have at it. You can have mine. 
take two scoops and say, this was Ben's. I'm eating it. I don't want any. This past week, though, up, uh, I was judging the contest. and Uh-oh, you're looking at me like I'm judgmental or something. They hired me to be a judge this week. How awesome is that? I got to judge people all week long. It was cool. It's like, I'll be your judge. So I got to judge the contest. They were in the contest. But I wanted to judge rightly and make sure everybody was on the same rules. So I judged everybody the same. And uh, every day we work so hard and my face is burnt and it's peeling and I got sunburnt. These bunch of little hoodlum apprentices coming up there to get judged by me. And uh, as I'm judging all of them and uh, working through, man, they even, this was a union job and they worked me through lunch. How bad is that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, come up here to this contest for these princes and work through lunch. And they brought me out this sandwich. I ain't kidding you, Ernie. They brought me out this box. It's a clear see-through, like a, a one of them. Anybody ever go out and eat and then take out more food than you ate? That's what I do because I get eat too many peanuts at Red Lock or at the Roadhouse. And I always eat too much of whatever they bring first. Give me a bunch of bread, I'll eat all that bread, and then I'll eat my food. But this is a clear box kind of like that. And they brought out this food, and it's a sandwich. I'm talking about food a lot, and here we're getting ready to eat. I hear bellies growling in the background. And, 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 and they bring up the sandwich, and they said, do you want turkey, or do you want smoked ham? I'll gladly take turkey. Thank you very much. Two days in a row, they bring me turkey in this little box. And when everybody bring this box, what would go good with a sandwich? A bag of potato chips. Me and Debo, we're number one cousins. We're, you know what I'm saying? He's my favorite cousin. He tells me I'm his favorite all the time, too. No wonder. We're so much like Debo's crazy. A, a bag of chips. I mean, how awesome would that be? A, a, a sandwich and some chips. But these people up in Cleveland apparently don't know much. It's something about those other side of the river people. Nobody's saying nothing. Everybody's scared but me. I'm always saying it. I said it real loud. I said it my phone. It's the other side of the river, people. <laughs> yeah, up in Ohio. That's where it's at. Okay, so I was in Cleveland. It's in Ohio, just so everybody knows. You all know that now. I was up there, and they brought this out, this sandwich, and they had two little cups in there. They didn't have no chips. They had two little cups. One of those cups had little things in it. It looked like, I don't little twisty things. What's them? No, it had juice and junk in it. It looks like the stuff you eat. Pasta stuff. That, yeah, the little twisty things, little green and yeah, the little twisty noodles. I opened up one cup and I looked at that. So I had a sandwich and some twisty noodle things. I was wanting chips. I was like, well, that's no good. I'm not going to eat that. So they had two cups in there. I was like, man, maybe the other one. Should have chips. Maybe they don't like chips in a bag. Maybe they want this little white cup. Open another cup. Wouldn't you know? Potato salad. That's not the kind of taters I like. I like them in a real thin, crispy, fried, you know, with grease running out of them type of chips. That's the best kind. And and, and this had this tater salad. I was like, really? You're going to give me a sandwich? I'm out here. My head's burnt. My face is fried off. My ears are hurting from being sunburned. And you're going to bring me a sandwich? And then I've got to eat these little twisty things and this it's no good tater stuff with eggs and just nasty. That looks like hog slop or something to me. That's what I was going to eat. So my taste buds wasn't really feeling it. But the thing was, Ernie, I'd worked so hard, I had to eat it. It was awful. 
It was absolutely awful. I'm not kidding you. I, I was so hungry from working that I had to eat it. It's pitiful. So as I was eating this stuff and eating it, it's like, oh, I'm suffering through it. You know what I mean? I was suffering through potato salad and these little twisty things. I was eating it with my sandwich. And every bite of that stuff, I would eat a bite of sandwich just to cover it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Put plain mustard on there or something. So as I was eating, then the next thing you know, they didn't bring me out nothing to drink. So I was like, I eat all this junk without nothing to drink. This is going downhill fast. I don't know what Cleveland people do, but... I'm not going back to Cleveland. Next year they bite me, I'll say, I'll tell you what, just keep it for yourself. But the point I'm trying to make here is, sometimes we've got to eat stuff we don't like. Amen? Sometimes you have to eat stuff you don't like. And it's that way in church. Sometimes you have to sit beside of somebody you might not like very much. Amen? I already give a good amen on that. Karen, I don't know. Maybe amen. I don't know what's going on there. Amen. Sometimes we got to sit with a lot of people we don't like. William, I'm sure you're happy right now. They're up here and they're a little teeny bopping, you know, like, oh, my girlfriend, I'm going to sit with my girlfriend at church. Look at Aaron back there. But, yeah, uh-huh, Mr. Sparks back there. But like, yeah, yeah. Sit beside my girlfriend at church. Pretty awesome. But yeah, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we have to, sometimes things just don't taste real good. But if you get hungry enough, you'll eat it. Amen. 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 Yes. If you've worked hard enough, you'll eat it. So what I'm saying is this. If you work hard enough for God, and if you care enough about God and work really hard in His kingdom, He'll cause you to sit beside a people that might not smell the way you want them to smell. Amen. He'll cause you to sit beside a people that maybe has got a different color skin than you. He'll cause you to go out in the part of society, maybe in some of those areas of people, of going around people and you think, well, I don't like that type of people very much. And whenever you do, it'll taste good because you're hungry enough. I want God to change my taste buds so that I get used to being okay with people different than me. I don't want Bethesda to ever come to church become a place where that everybody comes in is identical, that everybody comes in is the same age or maybe the same uh, in any way, shape, or form. I'm glad that there's some elderly people with us and I'm glad that there's some teenagers and I'm glad there's a bunch of kids down in the basement and I'm glad there's a bunch of babies sitting around here that, man, they poop their pants. I don't know if you know that or not, but those babies, they poop their pants. Yes, it's awful. We need to get used to being diverse. And the world would be a lot better place if we would all get used to people being different than us. We all don't have to be the same. We can be different. And we can all still love the same God. And we can all worship Him in spirit and in truth. Paul is telling us, get over your taste buds. I don't care how much you know about the seasoning in the food. He's telling them, your knowledge doesn't matter. What matters is love. And if we truly as a church want to change our community, I'm telling you what changes your community is love. If they see hatred when we walk out the door, if they see divisiveness and divisions, they can sense it. The world needs love. 
The world needs peace. The world needs hope. And that's what the church is. Let's see if you'll come and play. I'll quit so we can eat. I've talked about food way too much. I read a thing this week that about this uh, talking about getting used to letting people be different than you and and uh, it's kind of giving an opinion of this that, that sometimes there's warning signs. And Paul's telling them, you know, whenever somebody's weak and, and they won't uh, eat whenever something's worse, uh, sacrificed to an idol and they won't eat it, he said don't eat it. For conscience sake, don't eat it. Because they're weaker in their faith that they believe that that food is tainted by that worship of an idol. What we need to get used to as a church is believing that our God is bigger than our problems. Yes. Amen. 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 And we don't need to look behind every little thing and try to find where's the devil in this and, and why is the devil trying to manipulate that and why is the devil using them against me this way and, and making it all negative because when we're negative in our when we look outside looking for negativity, I assure you you'll find it. Amen? I'm guilty of this. Whenever I look for negativity, I always find it because it's what I'm looking for. But if I start looking for positive things in people, you know what, Ernie? I've always found it. There's good in every heart in this room, I assure you. No matter how many bad things you've done, no matter what you've done and what sins you carry, and I don't know what kind of burdens are on your shoulders today, but I'm telling you this, there's good in every heart in this room. You know why I say that? Because I know without a shadow of a doubt that God doesn't create junk. There is no junk in this room. There's no junk in our community. I'm not going to look at my community and say, well, they're not as good as me because they don't do this or they don't do that and start looking for negative things in their life. I'm going to look for the good. I think it's what Paul's telling us. Prefer your brother over yourself. Prefer your brother. Sometimes the Holy Spirit gives us warnings. And this article that I read that I spoke about ago about was an article that said, you know, sometimes that it's according to the law. I don't know if there's a cop here, but uh, in, in this, I think it's in the state of Kentucky that you can go right on red. Right? Is that, it's, it's perfectly legal to go right on red. So you pull up to a red light. It's red. What's red mean? Stop. Stop. So they tell you all your life, and you gotta go take your driver's license, and it always tells you red means stop. But then there's this other law that gives you the approval to say if it's a one-way road, and if you look, that it's okay to go right on red. True. There's there's intersections out there that even though this is a secondary law that says you can go right on red, sometimes, Ernie, you come up to a red light and maybe somebody uh, that does statistics comes and they do a review of that intersection and they see that the cars are going across ways at 45 mile an hour and if you pull out, maybe they can get to you too fast. Amen? And they tell you whenever the, that they put another sign up there that says no right it's a warning because it's for your safety it's for your safety it's for your good it's for your benefit so the same way that that red light 
issue is like that. It's kind of like that in life. Sometimes we pull up to to intersection in life and we wonder, what should I do here? I don't know if anybody in this room is at a crossroads point in your life where you have to make decisions, but I feel like I'm there every day of my life. That there's some issue that'll come up that I gotta make a decision right now about this thing, this thing I'm going through. And whenever I'm sitting there at that intersection, I know it's okay for me to turn right on red, but I need to look for that other sign that says it's a warning. Yes. Things are going to go faster than you think. Amen. And that's what Paul is telling the church right here. Very plainly put, that's what Paul is telling the church right here. Think before you act. And prefer the people coming across ways in front of you. Prefer their life before your own if I've got to get through this red light real fast. Won't you stand with me? Amen. I feel like the Holy Spirit has taken us to this point today because He wants us to see that some of us are going through life too fast. We're going through life way too fast. And as we're going through life too fast, Sometimes we're making rash decisions that we don't need to make in the moment. And some of us has got in trouble because of our decision making. So I want everybody here, if you'll just bow your head and close your eyes. Everybody here, I don't want anybody looking around. Everybody here, bow your head and close your eyes. I want to ask, as a pastor of this congregation, is there anybody here that will say, Pastor Ben... This message just spoke to me today and the Holy Spirit is telling me I need to be more considerate of others. I need to think about their case more than mine. Is there anybody here that just raise your hand and say the Holy Spirit speaking to me today and He's telling me to think about others. Raise your hand. There's more. There's more. Oh yeah. Hands everywhere. You can put them down. The Bible talks about that God's voice is a still small voice. It's not in the thunder sometimes that we hear God. It's in those, in those moments of decision that we have to listen real close and say, God, speak clearly. And the Bible says that He won't, he won't withhold bread from somebody that's asking for bread. I truly believe today that, that whenever you're listening for God and you're praying for God for an answer, that if you will quiet down and take a moment of silence and say, God, I need to hear you right now, I believe He'll speak. I don't serve a dead God. I don't serve a, a, a dried up God that, that has been. He's a present tense God right now in your circumstances, in your situation. And I'm telling you now, you need to hear from God, He will answer. There's people in this place today that's needing to make decisions. And I'm going to pray right now that God will begin through His Holy Spirit to give you that still small voice, that conscience, that inner conscience from the inside of you that the Holy Spirit is speaking and saying, don't do that or go ahead and do that. God who answers. Bow your head. I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in Jesus' name. And God, I ask, Lord, through your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would minister to the body known as Bethesda here in Lewis County. 
God, I pray over your universal church known throughout the world today, God. There's people all over the planet that's needing to hear your voice. God, I pray for Abby, our, our missionary that's on foreign soil today. And Lord, she's needing to make decisions. God, I pray over her life. Lord, I pray over her ministry. And Lord, as she steps out on the street every day and she has to pray about a decision, should I go this way or should I take that street? God, that your Holy Spirit would guide her life. And Lord, that you would protect her in all things that she does. But Lord, for the people that's standing here before me today, God, I know that some of them has to make decisions in the very near future. Lord, possibly even this week. God, I pray that your voice would guide them. Lord, that their hearts would be receptive. God, that they could quiet down and slow down for a minute to be able to hear you before they make a decision. Speak to us like you never have before. Give us clarity. Lord, give us vision. Give us passion like we've never known. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I prayed over the food a minute ago, so we won't have to do that downstairs. It's already blessed. But we always end our service with number 6, 24 through 26. That says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lifts up His countenance upon you and give you peace. There will be people around all over the place today and, and, and you're not going to have to come up to an altar to receive prayer. You can receive prayer wherever you're at. So if you're standing in line and you're having to wait on your nasty potato salad, I know you guys are good cooks. I know you are. I'm not talking about your cooking. I'm talking about what this product is. Ask them, say, pray, pray this week for me. I'm dealing with this. Tell them, say, I, I need to make a decision this week. I'm, uh, God's given me a, a few options here, and I need to make a decision. Pray for me this week about this. And as you ask for that prayer, I assure you, there's people in this room that will pray for you. They'll love on you like you've never been loved on before. Love God and love people in everything you do. The food is downstairs. It's a lot cooler in the basement. Grab a chair, grab a hot dog, sit and talk. Enjoy our time of fellowship and celebrate the birthday of this campus together. Let's pray one more time, though. Ernie, if you'll pray for the blessing over the Kentucky Heights campus that God has so graciously allowed us to be here. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you this time, God, we thank you, Father, for this Kentucky Heights campus. You know what it once was. We're thankful, God, that you've empowered us with the abilities to bring life that you've given us back into this church, God, this area. Bless the people in this area, their families, that it's going to be a place of gathering as always uh, to see prayers answered, to see miracles worked in their lives. Heavenly Father, not only here with Vanceburg, but this is our year anniversary here at Kentucky Heights. We thank you that we're able to come. Let us always hold a place in our hearts for this church. Always be ever serving, ready to go and be willing to see your will done here at Kentucky Heights all these favors and blessings we do ask you and thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And amen. amen. amen.